This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God has not created any of us to fail, but rather to be more successful than we can ever imagine. But, as experience tells us, life's journey is a process, and the success of that journey often requires some unique efforts on our part. Those efforts include cooperation in practicing what God has asked us to do, aligning our life with God's Word, and attempting to live by those principles every day. In his unique two-day study, A Godly Plan for Leading a More Successful Life, Pastor shares the three-point plan that has worked in his life and he has practiced in pursuit of becoming all that God has created him to be. Here's Pastor to share the plan he follows in leading a more successful life. Three little things that I've practiced in my life and continue to practice in my life to this day. And I think that these three little things, these three little principles, if you can get them into operation in your life, you will arrive at your destination. You will experience good success in all that you lay your hands to. And, and, and you, will, you will be blessed more than you could ever imagine if you practice these three little things. Number one, stay on course. Write it down. Stay on course. Now listen. Listen to, to what I'm gonna, about to say. Don't let the things that are going on around you change what's going on inside you. In other words, as I have been walking through this life and, you know, God gave me a call. He gave me a vision. He gave me a purpose. And there have been many, many times throughout the, my uh, tenure or my career in, in pastoring, whatever you want to call it, my, my ministry, that, you know, things around me could be very, very disruptive and have been very, very disruptive. There have been rumblings, criticisms, judgments, hurtful things. There have been warfares and challenges that were bigger than anything I thought I could ever handle. And you see, if I allowed those things to get in my way, because I'm on course now. God told me, go preach the gospel, teach people faith, teach them, you know, how to walk by faith, encourage them, be an encourager to the people, be an, be a, an apostle of hope to people, restore people's hope, put their focus on, say, this is what God has called me to do. But as I'm walking out the vision and the purpose that God has given me, there's all of these things going around, all around me. And if I'm not careful, if you're not careful, Sometimes the things that are going on around you tend to drag you off course and you find yourself going in a direction because of something somebody said or something that somebody did or some accusation or some judgment or some criticism or sometimes we just get sick and tired of all the nonsense. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But we can't let the nonsense of people pull us off course of what God has burned within our hearts. We can't be, be allowed to be pulled off course by the rumblings and the grumblings 
and, and, and all of these other things pull us off course from what God has called for you and I to do. You know within your heart where you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing. But if you're not careful, the things that are going on around you will disrupt the things that are going on inside you. You've got to constantly look within. God, this is what you called me to do. God, this is what my purpose is. God, I know that I know that I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm not going to let anybody get me off course or drag me away from where you have put me and what you have given me me and what you have done in my life. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. The reason why there are so many aimless people in the world, and some of them unfortunately are Christians, is because they do not know their purpose and, you're ready, their passion in life. If you know your passion and your purpose, you're going to stay on course. Because it's that passion and that purpose which has been given to you by the Father that will keep you straight and narrow on the pathway to success and to victory. Don't let the temptations, don't let the voices, don't let the enemy, don't let, ready, don't let discouragement change what's going on inside you. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Most people never make it because they don't have a destination. One of the most important ways to stay on course is to know where you're going. Know where it is that you want to end up. You may not have specifics, but some general idea. You know, it could start out like this. I don't like where I am, and I'm going somewhere better. God's got better. Better is the destination. Better is my course, and I'm going to stay on course until I get better. Sometimes you just don't know, but you've got to stay on course. Don't allow the stuff. And there'll always be stuff going on around you. There'll always be a storm. There'll always be a criticism. There'll always be a judgment. There'll always be a fear. There'll always be discouragement. There'll always be a challenge. There'll always be stupid Christians with stupid big mouths. And you're sitting next to some of them this morning that will disappoint you along the course but you see, you've got to be committed that even if you go it alone, like what I said before, some of you are holding on to relationships that are dragging you down. And it's time for a change because you can't get to where you're going carrying all this excess baggage with you. Got to unburden yourself. Got to unburden yourself. You got to stay the course even if you have to stay it alone. I had to make that determination because of my younger days, you know, I just was so connected to people and I just, you know, was so happy to have support and help. And, and you know, it's so interesting when you, put your, when you put your faith in humans and you're trying to do God's work, you know what God does? He comes alongside and he goes, whack! And he kicks the leg, you know, because they become crutches. So he comes and goes, whack! Just like that. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, that person's not with me anymore. I don't think I can do this. And God says, you are, you're putting your faith in the wrong thing, son. Pick yourself up 
and put your faith in me, not in people. And one by one in my life, God kicked out every, every crutch. One by one. Just knocked him out. And I found myself standing alone. But I had to stay the course, even though it was uncomfortable, even though it wasn't easy, even though it was a challenge. Had to stay the course. So I hope I'm encouraging somebody here today. Simple one, you know, simple one principle here is stay the course. Whatever it is you feel called to do, just do it with all of your heart. Pray. God, will, some of you have businesses. Don't, don't pack it in because you hit a bump in the road. And don't get stuck where you are. Pray. God will give you awesome wisdom how to do things differently and better. Study, pray, seek God, look, listen. Stay humble. If you think, here, here's one of the biggest things that, that will kill your progress. You ready? You think you know it all. Know-it-alls get nowhere. I credit a lot of my success in my life to the people that I've had around me that I listened to and I took good advice. You have to be able to discern good advice from not good advice. Everybody comes running off you advice, I'd run. <laughs> and don't you come offer me advice because that's not what I'm not opening that can of worms. I'm talking to that people that are above me spiritually who speak into my life. That's who I listen to. I can't listen to the people I'm called to lead. What good is that? I'm supposed to be leading you, not following you. You're supposed to be following me. Oh. Well, it is the truth. When I start listening to you, then I'm, I'm in sin because I'm not supposed to listen to your promptings and your, I'm supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit leading you. You're not supposed to be leading. Then I start following you. Well, so-and-so said, let's do this. So let's all do, well, now so-and-so is in, in, in charge. You're in the lead. Oh, you never thought of that, did you? See how smart I am? See, 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 see. Some of you are still frozen. You couldn't clap, but that's all right. You'll defrost. We'll keep the heat on long enough so you can defrost. But you're never going to get into the new until you make some change. You can't just keep doing the same thing. So stay the course. Everybody say, stay the course. So here, this is what Paul said. Wow, what happened to all my time? I'll take a few more minutes. Galatians 5, 7 says, you ran well. And notice it says, who hindered you from obeying the truth? He didn't even say what. He said, who? Did you ever notice that? Now, it could mean what. But he said, who hindered you? In other words, relationships, people. People can either speak life to you or speak death to you. And if there are death speakers in your life, you ready? I got a little word of advice for you. Get rid of them. You know, I like to clean out my closets, get rid of clothes that I don't need anymore. I like to get clean out my drawers, get rid of things I don't need anymore, clean out my cabinets, my garage, get things, get rid, get rid. I love to get rid of things. And I've learned over the years that sometimes you've got to get rid of some people. Now, some say, oh, now that's not real Christ-like. Oh, come on, you silly thing. You're being very silly. Listen, I have a little general rule that I live by in relationships. I know it's time to end a relationship when I cease to influence your life 
and you start to have an influence on my life that's not good, then I know it's time for me to end that relationship. In other words, you know, sometimes you can have controlling friends, people that are easily offended. No matter what you do, you can't do it right. You can give them the world, and you do one little thing. It's like they're just looking. They're just offended people. Cut them off. Time to move on. You know, pray for them, love them, but I like to say love them from a distance. You stay on that side, and I'll stay on this side. We'll wave once in a while. I'll shout you, you know, a thumbs up. Throw you, blow you a kiss. But you stay there, and I'll stay here. Amen? And we'll walk in love, but way far away from each other. So you're going to have to, you know, who is it that's hindering you from obeying the truth? All right. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I have, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In other words, he stayed with it. Now, if you read the story about Paul, you know that he went through a lot of opposition. But he says his own, his own um, words. He says, I have fought the good fight. His own testimony. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In other words, I never quit. I just kept on going. No matter what came against me, I went against all odds, and I kept on going. I kept on going. And notice he calls it a good fight. He says, why is it a good fight? Because it's the fight of faith, and faith always wins. If we walk and fight by faith, we win. Amen? All right. So number one is stay the course. Everybody say, stay the course. All right. Number two, listen, make sure the voice you're listening to is the voice of God. Oh, my God, I wish I had a dollar for everybody that told me they heard from God. God told me this, and God told me that. I had a friend that, that she used to say, you know, God told me this, and God told me that. And then when things didn't work out, you know, God told me this. And when that didn't work out, all of a sudden it was like, well, God told me to do this. Well, what happened? God told you to do that. Why now are you changing? Well, God had a purpose for me doing that, and I can't really explain it, but God knows, and one day he'll reveal it. But no, I knew I did what God called. Why don't you just say that you missed God? instead of trying to make excuses. But we want to be spiritual and look spiritual and sound spiritual. So we say, you know, God told me that. I'm very careful, very careful to say God told me this. Unless I'm absolutely certain that within me that God, I know that I know that I know that this was the voice of God. And even, even you know, I'm a, I think you'd call me pretty much a seasoned believer by this time after almost 40 years of walking with the Lord. And even to this day, when I think I'm hearing the Lord about something, I still check it out. I pray, I wait, I hold it before the Lord. Here's one that we don't really practice in the body of Christ too much anymore. I bring it before my spiritual elders, not the elders in the church, the men and women that I look up to who are ahead of me, who lead, you know, who are leaders in my life. I check that stuff out before I make life-changing decisions. We don't practice that in the body of Christ anymore. You know, some people, you know, the different forms of opinion. Well, I'm in bondage. Yeah, that's bondage. I can do whatever I want to do. Well, that, no, that's not true. You know, the Bible teaches in, the, in, in Hebrews that we ought to submit to our spiritual leaders. What kind of submission do we have if we just go on do things, especially if it's, you know, affecting your family and affecting your life and affecting the church. And what, what kind of, what, what, what are we doing? 
see? We're to submit to the teachings that are given, right? So you have to be certain that the voice you're listening to is the voice of God because there are a lot of voices out there. And one of the things the devil wants to do more than anything is to get you off track. See, now please understand, you don't have to talk to your pastor about every little thing in your life. I wouldn't have the time to do that, neither would the elders in the church and so on and so forth. But there are certain things, you know, that sometimes you need to have some spiritual guidance. But you see, you got to be careful that you're listening to the right voices, you know. Because sometimes when you become an island to yourself and you're not open to counsel in your life, the only voice you hear is your own. And your own voice is always trying to convince you to do what it becomes. It, it's no longer the voice of God. It becomes the voice of self. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you're not, you see, you're not listening to anyone else but what you want to hear. And you just surround yourself with people that tell you what you want to hear. Am I speaking? Am I speaking right here? Okay. All right. So we're over time, but is that okay? All right. All right. All right. So, so that's, uh, that's number two. Make sure the voice you're listening to is the voice of God. And I'll give you one verse. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. All right. Number three. Number one was stay the course. Everybody say stay the course. Number two is be sure the voice you're listening to is the voice of God. All right. Number three. Be diligent with what you have in your hand. I like to say that don't curse your blessing because you may not think it's enough or you may not think that it's good enough or you may not think that it's, you know, important enough. Everything you have in your life, whether it's little or much, you've got to give thanks to God and be diligent with what God has given you. When I was driving used cars, I took care of them. I was diligent. When I, when I had a Toyota, I was diligent with my Toyota. Of course, I had a hope for a nicer car one day, but if you're not diligent with what God has given you, people dream. See, if, if you're not careful, you'll become a dreamer. And it's okay to dream and to have hope, but you can't live in dreamland because you're, you're always dreaming somewhere else and you're neglecting what God has given you to work with right now. So you, you've got to dream dream is good, but you got to work with what you have. You can't say, when I get there, someday. No, today is today. You can do something with what you have today with the hope of something greater tomorrow. But you can't neglect what's in your hand. You can't neglect what God has blessed you with. You can't neglect the place that you've gotten to. You've got to work with what you have. Thank God for what you have. Bless the Lord for what you have. Confess for more, but thank God for what you have. I was thanking God for that little apartment I lived in. I had my eye on a house. And then I, I, I finally, you know, worked my way up through saving and investing and learning how to manage my money. And here, going back to what I said, changing some habits instead of being wasteful, being a saver and careful. So I was able to buy a little house. And then I lived in that house and I worked and I saved and I invested and I prayed and I believed and I used my faith. And then I sold that one and was able to buy the house that I live in now. 
You see, so, so you have to work. You can't curse your apartment. Ah, this stupid place. Things are falling off the wall. Well, put them back up. Place is dirty. Well, clean it up. The hallways smell. Well, go buy some air freshener and freshen up the hallways for everybody. You got it? You got to be diligent with what you have in order to get God's blessing on something bigger. If you curse the blessing you have, how are you ever going to get something more? Work what you have. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. Take it and break it and make it. Do something. Speak over it. Command it. You will progress. You will be blessed. You are going to prosper. You're going to turn. This may be nothing, but you're going to turn into something. Your clapping and amens are really cheap today. But you have to be diligent with what you have in your hand. Work it. One day, one day, one day, you're going to walk into a whole new level and realm because you're just busy with what God has given you. All right? And then one day, it's going to be something. The Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise them because a small beginning could end up a huge blessing if you'll just stick with it. You know how many times... You know, I had all kinds of reasons and excuses to quit, to give up because of this, because of that. I mean, I'm I'm telling you the truth, right? We wouldn't be here today if I'd listened to those voices, if I didn't stay the course, if I wasn't willing to work with what I had with where I was. Some of you should have been in Porchester. I wish we could go back and take a field trip there one day and let you just see the conditions that we, we worked in. We had one little tiny bathroom for both men and women. And when I tell you tiny... I'm telling you, you sort of walked in this way, you turned around and shut the door, you turned around, you sat, you got up and turned around, and you washed your hands, and you opened the door like this, and you walked out. And that taught me something, that women take longer than men. Because you could be busting at the door of that bathroom, and sister is in there, you know, doing her thing, spraying and perfumes coming out the door and and brother is out there saying come on sweetie let's go let's move this party along there was only one bathroom and that that really got me frustrated you know somehow but we just made it work we just made it work (laughs) we just made it work got to make it work say make it work all right so anyway, it says here, let me just, let me go through my thing. We're done. So, so stay the course, say it. Make sure the voice you're listening to is the voice of God. Say it. Be diligent with what you have in your hand. Hallelujah. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at two for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.